Good morning to everyone. It's good to see you. I don't know about you. Is there anybody else out there that is sick and tired of being sick and tired? <laughs> I'm about sick and tired of that. Uh, it just seems like there's so much going around. I know there's so many people that's sick, uh, that's uh, just got something going on, not just enough to get you down, but just enough to aggravate you each and every day. But uh, maybe we'll get through it and uh, uh, people start getting well. We hope so. Um, as Carl said, our uh, Valentine's uh, banquet is coming up. I wasn't planning on uh, talking to the Relin because we get him quite a bit. I want to give him a break. I didn't know how his schedule would be. You know, he may have been touring over in Europe. I didn't know for sure. Uh, but he came up to me and asked me if we were going to do that. And I said, well, I didn't want to put a burden on you. And he said, people are asking for it. He, he, he said, some actually said that, and that's what he said. He said, some actually said they wouldn't come and if I didn't sing, he said, we have to give people what they want. And I said, you're right. We, we have to. And if it's that, that important, that prominent, uh, that talented, we can't let that go to waste. So, uh, so uh, I know it'll be a wonderful night, and we'll get to experience that and have some uh, good times together. As we live our lives, we need to live it in a way that is worthy of the gospel of Christ. And I think sometimes we don't think about it like that. We don't think about it in our everyday activities, the things that we're doing, the things that we're saying, the places that we go, um, when we go about our work day, when we go about our entertainment, whatever it is we're doing, we need to have that at the forefront of our minds. Are we walking in a way, living in a way, worthy of the gospel of Christ? Um, how we respond to successes and struggles and uh, how we experience things in our everyday life, I think that defines who we are because each time we face those things, we have to face them worthy of the gospel of Christ. Living in such a way that we're worthy of that. Living in such a way that we're portraying that. Living in such a way that people know that. So when it comes to walking worthy of the gospel of Christ, we need to make sure we're doing it no matter what the cost is. No matter what comes our way, whether it's success, whether it's a struggle, whether it's a trial, whether it's something great. Whatever it is we're experiencing in our lives, we need to make sure that we're doing it in a way that is worthy of the gospel of Christ, no matter what the cost is, no matter what comes our way, because that's where it really matters. You know, you hear people say, and it's true, that we only know how strong our faith is when we're faced a tr with a trial. And I, I, I say that. You don't know what you can go through till you go through it. You know, you don't know how strong your faith is until you face that. But what we have to understand is we have to be ready to face it. Because if we're not ready to face it, if we're not prepared to face it, if we're not walking worthy in a matter of Christ, worthy of the gospel, when we face these things, our faith is not going to measure up to what it should be. Because we're not ready for it. We're not prepared for it. And Jesus talked about this. When he talked about, uh, in Matthew chapter 7, about building on a foundation. Remember all through the Sermon on the Mount, and, and John is, is getting ready when he comes back, he's been, <coughs> excuse me, he's been uh, starting in the Beatitudes, and I, I assume he's going to go into all the Sermon on the Mount, 
When Jesus is, is talking about this, he's talking about the, the disciples' attitude, their character, how they handle things in life, what their heart is like. When he's talking about all these things, then he goes in and he says, Therefore, he says, Therefore, what, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on that house, and it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So Jesus compares here, first of all, these two builders. He says the wise man built his house on the rock, which was sturdy, and it stood strong when, when things were coming. Now, the foolish man didn't. He built his house on the sand, and, and it had a great fall. Now, more than likely, the Bible doesn't say, more than likely, these houses up above on the surface look the same. There may not have been any difference in how the house looked itself. It, both of them may appear to be solid. They may have appeared to, to seem like they, they were well built. But when the storm came, when the, the problems come, when the trials come, when, when these things came, the wise man was prepared for it. The wise man built on the right foundation, and he was prepared for whatever come. It didn't matter what came. He was ready for whatever came. The foolish man didn't prepare. The foolish man didn't appear, uh, prepare for the attacks that were coming, and he had a great fall. So what Jesus was teaching on the Sermon on the Mount, when he's teaching about how we, to we are to live our lives and the things in which we're to do in, in walking worthy of the gospel, is what he's saying. He says in doing that, so what's true for the builder, for the building, is true for our lives, isn't it? He says our lives have to be on that firm foundation. Our lives have to be ready for whatever comes. Whether it's a success, whether it's a trial, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. People will, will face a lot of different things that will try their faith. It's just like a wedding ceremony. You know, you say for rich or poor, for, sick or, uh, 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 for uh, uh, sickness and in health, you know, you say, well, and I always ask in, in premarital counseling when I'm talking to people, well, how sick or how healthy? How rich or how poor? People's marriage dissolves whether it may be for bad health, it may be for good health. A person gets real good and healthy and think they don't need that person anymore. They're, oh, uh, they, they've transformed their body. They've, they've uh, uh, looked at their self and said it's all about me now and they leave their whole families. Or when, when sickness, you know, when, when a person is, is poor, are you going to stay with that individual when they're having financial trouble? Or what about if all of a sudden they've got a lot of money now and think, hey, I don't need this person. Well, it's the same thing with our faith. Whatever it is we face, we think about just trials that we face are, are challenging to our faith, but it's whatever we face, whatever the circumstances are. We've got to make sure that we are walking worthy of the gospel when we go through it because that's what the world is looking at because we may look like we're ready to face anything, but are we? Are we walking worthy? We, we sing a song uh, sometimes, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. 
And every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. So Jesus is teaching us the story here of these two builders. And he's relating it to our life that we need to build on a sure foundation. And Jesus is that sure foundation. Now that's what Paul is, is talking about to the Philippian brethren. And Paul challenges the brethren at Philippi. He challenges them to live in a way that is worthy of the gospel. Whatever comes, whatever trial comes, whatever circumstance they face, he says you've got to make sure that you're walking worthy of the gospel. Now, what does he mean by worthy of the gospel? He's saying you live in such a way, if you've got to suffer trials, and, it's, and you're suffering trials, suffer in such a way that the gospel is still proclaimed. Because that's what's important. We talked about this morning when Paul was in Acts chapter seven, uh, in Acts chapter 17, when he's at Thessalonica or he's with the Berean brethren, how important the scriptures are. I think that's what he's saying here to the Philippian brethren. He said, you walk in a way that's worthy of the gospel, that no matter what the cost is, no matter what you have to go through, that the gospel is still proclaimed in the way in which you live your life and what you're going through. That's what's important. Not the circumstance, not, not what's happening around you. The focus is, is the gospel being proclaimed in the way that you're going through it. And Paul was one who lived that out. Paul was one who knew what he was talking about. But let's, let's read again what Titus read just a few moments ago. He says, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in Him, but also to suffer for His sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here is in me. Now the question before us today, are we living our lives worthy of the gospel of Christ? That's how he starts out. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. He says, it doesn't matter what's happening. That's the first question we need to ask ourselves. In the things that we think, in the things that we do, in the places that we go, are we living in a way that's worthy of the gospel? Now that's a, that's a pretty powerful thought. Are we worthy of the gospel? Are we living in such a way? Now you say, well, we didn't deserve it. Uh, we were yet sinners and Christ died for us. Absolutely. But when I'm walking in that light as he's in light, when I obey the gospel and I start living my Christian life and I'm walking in the light as he's in the light, I've got to walk worthy of that gospel because I'm proclaiming it to the world with the things in which I say and the things that I do based on what I'm going through and based on what I'm, uh, I'm facing. So Paul here, he wants to encourage these uh, brethren in Philippi to keep the faith in the face of of difficult times, because that's when it's hard to do. These brethren at Philippi, they were aware of Paul's struggles that he went through, because they were partnered with Paul. Uh, the things that Paul struggled, the things that they suffered, the things that he endured, they were all due. Now think about this. Everything that, that Paul faced, the troubles that he faced, was because of the gospel. 
That's why he was going through what he was going through. That's why he was facing, and, and they were aware of that. Now, Paul also was aware of the brethren at Philippi and other brethren of the things that they were experiencing, the difficult situations that they were in, the difficult situations that they were going through. And he said, okay, you're, you're living in these difficult times, but no matter what, no matter what you're facing, and Paul was actually telling them, look at my life as an example. You know, Paul said, imitate me because I imitate Christ. You know, you look and see how Christ suffered for what he stood for. Christ suffered for the things that he went through, but he did it for the benefit of the gospel, to have that, that gospel proclaimed. Paul did the exact same thing. And that's what he says all believers need to do. We, we face the same thing. No matter what we go through, walk worthy of the gospel. Because who we are, <coughs> excuse me, in our successes, in our struggles, that defines who we are, isn't it? it doesn't that kind of define our life? Think about this. Uh, we, we, we go through struggles. We, we, we go through trials. Um, we know people. I, you know, I was thinking... There's different times in my life I've talked to different people and I've had an impression of them based on what I see and, and the things that, that, that I hear and things of this nature. But you get to know them, you get to talk to them, and you find out that maybe their past wasn't what you thought it was. Maybe you see an individual that is, is uh, uh, strong in the faith and you're talking to them about their faith and, and, and maybe... In, you know, I've known individuals, I thought, well, they must have been faithful all their life, the way that they're living. And come to find out, I realized they had a pretty rough life. They lived a pretty rough life. They went through a lot of the things. Or I've seen individuals that were living a rough life, that, that were going through a lot of things, but find out uh, they were brought up in a, 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 a home that was uh, following what God said to do. But the outcomes were different. So you don't know what a person goes through in their life. We may cross paths with them. We may know them for a few years. But we truly don't know what they're going through. Because here's the thing we've got to understand. When it comes to a positive influence or a negative influence, that could have an impact on us. Uh, just like a negative experience or a positive experience. But that doesn't determine who we are. Let me give you an example of this. You, you look at the... Um, the children of Israel, you know, God separated that nation. He blessed that nation. He took care of that nation. Look at all that he did for them. You think that was pretty positive influence, a good positive experience? What did they end up doing? Worshiping idols, rebelling against God, breaking the covenant, doing all of this. But they, they had a good experience. But look how it turned out. You take Paul, for example. Paul was one who persecuted Christians. He made it his mission to go out to put them in prison, drag them in the streets, and, and beat them or hold the coats of them that, <coughs> that stoned Stephen. That was a pretty negative experience. But he, he ended up writing most of the New Testament. So our, our negative experiences can turn into something positive or our positive experiences can turn into something negative. It all comes down to the choice that we make and the foundation that we have, doesn't it? You know, I told somebody one time we were talking about different things, and I, I have to realize this in my life. You have to realize this in your life. We all make choices for who we are. 
We can't look back and say, because this happened to me, or I grew up this way, or I didn't grow up that way, that, that that's the reason I am what I am, that's the reason I act like I do. No, we make a choice to do this, don't we? We, we choose, I can either live that way, or I can live this way. You know, I, I've talked to individuals and, of, of, of teens and things, or people that grew up, and, and we, we discuss different things, and it is obvious that parents can pass down traits and habits to, to their children uh, of what they see their parents do and how they see their parents' acts or, or certain addictions or, or things like this of, of their parents. They may have those certain things and they see those things, but they make a choice whether they want to do that or not, whether they want to live that way or not. But it comes down to we've got to have a foundation. You've got to look at what's around you and see these things and decide, okay, I'm going to build on a foundation that's going to withstand these things. I've seen what it's like when you don't. I've seen what it's like when you do. And I'm going to make a choice, which one am I going to do? You know, we, we live especially, I think, in a culture now to where people just, they, they wear their problems like a badge. I've got all of these problems. Well, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. I want everybody to work around it. I want everybody to do everything else. You know, I'm not going to do anything about it. They just go back and forth and they live this. They, they don't make any choice for taking a stand for who they are and what they want to be. But those things define who we are. So what Paul is saying, when you go through these circumstances and you have to make these choices, you've got to decide, are you going to walk worthy of the gospel? Because only you can decide that. Only I can decide that. When we're building our house, is it going to be on a firm foundation or is it going to be on the sand? And Paul knew something about this. Paul knew something about shifting sand. Paul knew something about the firm foundation. He knew that he needed to make a choice. And he made that choice. And he says, the things that I go through because of that choice is going to be for the proclaiming of the gospel. I'm going to walk worthy of that. And Paul was aware others go through the same thing. That's why he wanted to make sure that he uh, was being an example for them. Now, what does this foundation do? I think this foundation uh, that's in the gospel, I think it prepares us for what's coming. We must be aware that the enemy can attack at any time. Uh, and we need to be ready. We need to make preparation for whatever storm or attack may come our way. The wise builder... Uh, he did that. He couldn't wait until the storm came and said, okay, I better build my foundation. I better." When the storm came, it was too late. You know, that's what many people do. Well, I want to see how, how strong my faith is. I'll see it when I go through this trial. No, your faith better be strong before you ever go through it. Because if it's not, you're not going to make it through like you should. You're not going to walk worthy of the gospel. You've got to prepare for it. You've got to make a choice for it. Because the storm doesn't matter. The trials doesn't matter. What matters is, do I have that firm foundation? And it doesn't matter what comes. That builder was in his house. He was ready for the storm. He didn't know when it was coming. He didn't know how it was going to be, but it didn't matter. He wasn't out there saying, oh, the flood water's coming. I better take care of this. Oh, the wind's coming. I better take care of this. Oh, the flood's coming. He, he, he didn't worry about any of that. He'd already prepared for it. Because guess what? You can't prepare. You can't look and say, okay, I'll do this if this situation happens. I'll do this if this happens. You just be ready for whatever happens. And walk worthy of the gospel when you're doing it. 
Because that's what counts, and that's what Paul is talking about. It, it prepares us. We must always live as people of faith. We must always live in a manner worthy of the gospel. Now, the only way to stand firm when a storm attacks us and hits us is to be grounded in the truth of the gospel. Knowing the truth of the gospel will give us a, a firm foundation. And as Paul was talking to the Philippian brethren, you're not only standing by yourself, you're standing together. That, that's what makes you strong. It, it, it's standing together as a group of believers. And Paul knew something about this, didn't he? He, he, he was a Roman. He knew how the Roman soldiers did. He knew the, the, the uh, resilience of them. That, that, that they, It didn't matter how big the enemy was. They stood firm together. didn't matter how strong the enemy was. The Roman soldiers, they stood firm together. They didn't back down. So Paul, using, I think, that experience and that knowledge that he did, that's what he's telling those at Philippi. He's saying, stand together. Stand firm together. Stand on that firm foundation because that's how you walk worthy of the gospel. And I think sometimes, again, we, we don't give that enough thought. We don't think about truly what that means. When I become a Christian, you know, the Bible tells us to count the cost. The Bible tells us to make sure that, that we're ready for that decision because we have to choose each and every day to take up his cross and follow after him, right? We, we, we take up our cross just like he did. And when we follow after him, we make, as he says, daily. Because we make that choice daily. Am I going to walk worthy of the gospel? What's the gospel? The gospel is the good news message that God brought. The gospel is Jesus dying and rose again. The gospel is him coming to save a, a dying world. A world that was in darkness to bring that light. That's the gospel that we, we walk in. No matter what's going on around us, so the, when the world is just seem like it is in total chaos, we're walking in the calm of the gospel. I, I truly believe that's why Jesus didn't calm the water with Peter, because the world didn't calm. We had to be calm in it. How do we do that? Be prepared. Be prepared. If we're not prepared, we're not going to be ready. We, we've got to know what we're going to do. We've got to be ready for that storm that's coming. And I think that goes with training and preparation. You think about uh, doctors. You think about fire and rescue. You think about police. You think about military. You think about nurses. You think about all these kind of first responders or these people that are in these emergency situations, these quick-thinking situations. When emergency comes, what do they do? They fall back on their training. You, you don't have time to think what am I going to do in this particular situation? You, you automatically go back to your training. You, you go back to like what's muscle memory. You go back to what you know. So what we should know is the gospel. What we should know is the scripture. We, we rely on that. We go back to that. We're ready for that. We don't wait until the attack comes, the enemy comes, and, okay, what am I going to do? Because in that moment, we could be terrified. In that moment, we could be confused. In that moment, you, you don't know what's going to be going on in your mind. So you just revert back to your training. You revert back to what you know. And if what we know is how the world lives, then that's what we're going to do. We're on shifting sand and we're going to fall because the world does. But if what we know is a firm foundation, what we know is scripture, what we know is the gospel, and we go back to that, then we're going to stand firm. That's how Jesus 
did when Satan tempted him in Matthew chapter 4. It is written, it is written, it is written. That's what Jesus went to. That was a firm foundation. That's walking worthy of the gospel. You do the scriptures, he'll flee from you. Because that's different than what everybody else does. The storm comes, the wind can blow, the floods can come, the rains can come, whatever comes, whatever the prince of this world can bring at us. It doesn't matter, we're on the firm foundation. And that's what Paul was trying to get across. He said, because what we go through is to make sure the gospel is still proclaimed. See, everything that Paul went through was for that purpose. He wanted to make sure that they knew what he was going through was for their benefit. He said, I, I'm not going through this for nothing. I'm going through this for something. Because I'm, because I'm going through this, the gospel is proclaimed. Paul was in prison. The gospel was proclaimed. The jailer obeyed. You, you think of all these different times that, that Paul was in these situations that were devastating situations that would sink a lot of individuals. It didn't him. Why didn't it? He was prepared. He was ready. Just like when he was on the boat that time, they were throwing everything off. They, they were getting ready to jump off. Paul said, if you want to be saved, stay on the boat. How, how would you like to have been on that boat with him? Stay on the boat? Are you kidding? This boat is, is going down. This boat's not the safe place to be. And he said, it's the exact place to be. That, that's what you do. Paul went back to his training. He went back to what he was prepared. He didn't panic. He didn't just start doing whatever and going wherever. He was ready for the storm because he was listening to God. So Paul tells the believers to conduct themselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. He says, remember your teaching. Remember your training. Remember the cost of the gospel. Remember what the gospel means to you. Act in a way that is worthy of the good news that you received. Don't act like you didn't receive good news. Don't act like, because that's what we're showing the world. When the world seems like it's on fire, the world seems like it's being destroyed, there's storms all the way around, we've got a good news message. We, we've got something to proclaim. But if we're living in a panic mode, if we're living like everyone else, they're not going to see that good news. Don't you want to be the house that after the storm when everybody walks around looking at the damage, why, why is yours still standing? Why, why was you able to get through the storm? You went through the same storm this person did. That's what people do. You've gone through the same tragedy. You've gone through the same heartache. Or you've gone through the same success. How were you able to get through it? Because see, sometimes we can feel like there's no way out. I, I really feel sorry for people who get to the point to where, to where they just feel like the world is just closed in so much, you don't know how, you don't know your next step. Now, I've battled depression, I've battled anxiety, I've battled a lot of things. I don't know if I've ever got to a point where I thought there's no way out. I know there's people that do. How do we get to that? It's because we, we let the world guide us. And at, when bad, things get so bad that we, we just don't know what we're going to do, when we're huddled in that house in the storm, we can have the confidence, yeah, it's bad, but I'm safe. I'm safe on that foundation. I'm safe and secure. And only Christians can say that. 
That's what makes us different than the world. We're set apart. We're justified. We're sanctified. We're different than the world. We may be going through the same things that the world goes through. It may look awful to those that are around, but we're going to have a better outcome. All things work together for, uh, uh, for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Don't mean they're going to work out good here, but they're going to work out good in the end. That's why Paul said, okay, I struggle with, with the flesh and I struggle with the spirit. There's, there's walking in the flesh. There's walking in that carnality. Or there's walking in the spirit. Do I walk by faith or do I walk by sight? If I walk by sight, all I'm seeing is the turmoil. All I'm seeing is all the bad that's going on around. But if I walk by faith, I see beyond that. I, I see through all that to something better. And that enables me to walk worthy of the gospel. So the gospel still can be proclaimed. See, Paul believed the best in people. And Paul encourages them here to act the same way whether he's with them or whether he is. Notice what he said earlier in Philippians 1 and 6. Paul believed that what God started in a person, God would complete. He said, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now notice verse 7. He said, just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, insomuch as both in my change and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me in grace. He said, no, we all go through these struggles. We all share these struggles, but we all also share something else. That's the grace of God. We all share in that opportunity for salvation. We all share in, in what God has done for us. We not only share in the struggles, we share in that great success of that. And that's what Paul wanted to tell him. Look in verses 9 through 11. He even prayed for him, And he says, This I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So it comes down to this. What is the gospel of Christ worth to you? What is the gospel of Christ worth to me? Paul said in verse 21 of Philippians 1, For to me to live... Is Christ and to die is gain. Paul was willing to suffer so that others may have the opportunity to hear and believe and obey Jesus Christ. He was willing to do that. If it meant him being beaten, if it meant him being shipwrecked, if it meant him being in prison so someone could hear the gospel, he said, It's well worth it. That's worth it to me. He said, I'm going to walk worthy of the gospel. If me being in prison means this person and his family will obey, that's where I'm going to be. If it means me being on this ship that's going to be shipwrecked so others can see and the gospel being proclaimed, that's where I'm going to be. If it means me being whipped, if it means whatever it is, Paul said, I'm willing to do that. So the See, here's, here's I think where Paul is really trying to hit home. It's one thing to say I'm suffering for Christ. It's one thing to say I'm suffering for Christianity. Okay, I'm a Christian, so I'm going to suffer for it. But Paul takes it farther than that. He said, I'm going to suffer so it can be preached. I'm going to suffer so it can be proclaimed to those that are around. I'm doing it for somebody else's benefit. I'm going to go through this 
so somebody else can have an opportunity to hear the gospel. That's when you know you're on the firm foundation. That's when you know you're ready for the storm. And so we have to ask ourselves, are we ready for the storm? Are we ready for whatever comes our way, whether it's success, whether it's trials, doesn't make any difference. Are we willing to walk worthy of the gospel? If you're here this morning and you've never obeyed the gospel, you have that opportunity. It only comes one way of, of obeying. Our faith only comes one way, and that's through hearing his word. doesn't come from what somebody says. doesn't come from what somebody thinks or what we think it says. It comes from his word. His word tells us to have faith in it, to live in it, Hebrews 11 and 6, to repent of our sins, Luke 13 and 3, to confess that Jesus is the Son of God, Matthew 10, 32 and 33, to be baptized for the remission of those sins, Acts 2, 38, to wash away our sins, Acts 22 and verse 16, and walk worthy of the gospel. Walking in the light as he is in the light, 1 John 1 and 7.